Alliance of Women Filmmakers, this is Visionary Voices, behind-the-scenes conversations with groundbreaking women and non-binary filmmakers from around the world. I'm Diana Means. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Today, we have filmmaker Robin Noonan Price talking about her film, Tell Me About Orange, which is an official selection in the Los Angeles Women's International Film Festival. In Tell Me About Orange, a blind teenage boy struggles to express his feelings and soon realizes that sometimes love really is blind. Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about your casting process and what inspired you to make this film. Well, I have to start at a very beginning point. So I'm a member of Women in Film in D.C. And every year pre-pandemic, we had a program called Script D.C., which was like a weekend-long conference, essentially. And we would have folks from L.A. come in, industry professionals. And on the culminating day of the program, they would listen to the first five pages of somebody's script, or they would, you know, somebody would present their logline and and their ideas. And so this young woman, Rachel Amet, had presented this script, Tell Me About Orange, and the panel just sat there after they read it and, and they said, we have nothing more to say. Go make this film. I mean, that's kind of unheard of. You don't normally have a panel right off the bat that like sometimes will say there needs to be a rewrite or this or that or the other thing. So they didn't. And my very good friend, Jane Barbara, who is a WIF member, but also organizes Script DC, was in the room She heard the script, then she heard what they said, and literally ran out of the room. I was someplace else in the building, and she found me and she grabbed me and said, I have this script and you're going to direct it. And I said, okay. And that's how this whole thing got started. So it was really kind of an interesting beginning. I read the script and I absolutely loved it. I have a filmmaking background, but my day job is working for a large school system in Fairfax County. So I'm very accustomed to being around young people, students, working with them in the classroom, filming them. So when I read this script, I I was just like, oh, yeah, that is definitely, definitely relatable. Like I understood it. I understood the characters. I understood the teenage angst, the whole nine yards. It was really awesome. So at that point, we brought on board another WIF member. It was her very first time as producer, and she she wanted to get some experience. So we brought Malika into the fold, and she did an amazing job. And then another WIF member was our casting director. And I really wanted to make this like truly a representable film. So we did do a lot of... um, Casting, we tried to find a young, blind teen actor, and we had a really difficult time, like more difficult than I think any of us anticipated. So we just decided to table it for a while. And we just said, okay, we're going to wait a few months. We're going to recast again. 
And Martha is a, an actor and she's very tied into not only the community here in DC, but all the way up to New York. And I mean, she spread this huge net and we still didn't come up with the actual, the teenage boy that we were hoping to get. But then when we did start getting some submissions from young teen boys that were not blind. I mean, one of us just blew us out of the water. And that was the young boy that plays Elliot in the film. And he was just so awesome. So what we ended up doing was we had him work with a woman who is a teacher that teaches visually impaired students. So she worked with him using the cane. She worked with him with the Braille Uno cards. So he really had a sense of what it would be like. And I think he just did a fabulous job. I really, I I couldn't say enough about all of the young actors that we had. They were amazing. They really were amazing. And that was going to be one of my next questions. Like, what was it like working with the kids? And now I see, you know, to see your, hear your background about you being a teacher, it really makes sense as to how you were able to work with the kids. How did you cast the rest of the kids? Because they were, they were all really good. So we put out, we, Martha, put out this casting notice throughout the area. And there's a a big, um, in DC, I think it's called the um, Actors Workshop. So she sent emails far and wide through all these different connections that she had. And we had all of these young people come in and they sent asides and then we called them back, the ones that we really wanted to see. And then we sort of mixed and matched them together to see how they would, you know, how they would gel and connect. And we were just so fortunate with the amount of talent. There's a lot of talent in this area, young, talented young people. It's incredible. So we got our cast together and then it was like, okay, now we need to find the rest of the crew. We really specifically wanted to try to be as representative as possible. And we were able to find a female DP, which is not, you know, the typical pathway for a lot of women. And so we found Nesreen, who did an amazing job as a cinematographer. We had a really great crew. I mean, the crew was just, it was just incredible. A really nice mix of new people, more seasoned people. And it was just such a a wonderfully collaborative experience and we filmed it in two days so two days yeah (laughs) it was a lot (laughs) I would have never guessed that Uh, it came off really well can you tell us a little bit more about the script DC program is that a program of women in film DC and did they provide funding Script DC is put on by women in film and video in DC. And so in the past, we would fly industry professionals from different parts of the country, or, you know, some people would come down from New York. So we would have people that would talk about producing. We would have people that would talk about directing. We would have people that would come in and script read. So we had all these different tracks. So it was basically like an entire day, actually two days people could sign up for the track that they were interested in. So for example, if you were interested in script writing, there was a whole track on, you know, this is what you need for your script for people that probably have never, you know, written a script before. And then on the second day, if you had a script that you wanted to have read to get feedback from professionals 
there was that opportunity as well. And that's how Rachel got her script read. So that was pretty cool. But since the pandemic, we have kind of had to pivot the program. And in a way, it's actually been better because instead of doing it over the course of two days, we've done it over the course of probably 10 weeks every Tuesday. And we would have a different person zoom in and speak to our members. And it it has been really, really effective. We have um, Maureen Ryan, who's a producer coming to speak to the, well, coming, coming, appearing to speak to our group this Tuesday about producing, about budgeting and, and what it takes. And she's written several books about the subject and has produced a lot of films herself. So it's just a really, really remarkable resource that this program offers our membership. So it's open to the members of Women in Film DC. It's open to the members. But if you were somebody that wanted to participate, you could, as a non-member, you would just have to pay a fee. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure what, what that is. It's not very expensive. But yeah, as a member, you get a very discounted rate. I think it's like $10 or something. When does this program normally take place? It is currently still taking place. Um, If you go to the Women in Film and Video DC website, there's a calendar and it will tell you. But it started, let's see, like I said, last fall, I think it was almost every single Tuesday evening from like 6.30 to 8.30, there was a different topic and a different person. So it's, it's been really pretty remarkable. Well, that's what you're doing because of the pandemic. But when Mm -hmm. things go back to normal, is this a program that normally takes place like in April or is a program that normally takes place like every summer? When does this program normally take place? Gotcha. Sorry about that. Yeah. So typically it has been, I think, late October, early November. And then when this person pitched their script... Mm-hmm. Is that part of the program where you pitch a script and then you get funding to go make it? Or this panel just said, go make your film. And that was like an anomaly where they where they gave money or they just involved other women and film members to make the film. Yes, it did not involve money at all. It was just, hey, you've got a great concept and a great script here. Go, you know, we encourage you to go make it. We don't have anything to tell you to change to make it different. So then when we brought Malika on board, she was the one that that helped us with our budget. So we figured out like how much money it was going to cost us to make the film. And then Jane, who was the executive producer, went ahead and we we raised some funding to get the film made because we we definitely wanted to pay all of the our principals, our crew members, the young actors, everybody everybody got paid. It wasn't the top level standard, but everybody did get paid, which was really important to me because they're professional people in these roles and they deserve to be paid for their work. How did you raise your budget? Um, We have done several different types of fundraising. And I believe one of the ways we did this was through Seed and Spark. I'm melding a lot of different short films together. So I can't remember if that was the format that we used or not, but I know um, several other films I've worked on, we've, we've used Seed and Spark and has, have been pretty successful. Can you tell the audiences a little bit about 
um, what Seed and Spark is and how somebody could qualify for funding in that program? Yeah. So Seed and Spark is this really cool online platform. It's kind of like Kickstarter or GoFundMe, but it is specifically for filmmakers. And I highly, highly, highly encourage it because they have the expertise, the folks that um, I believe her, it's Emily Best is the founder, and she has the expertise, she and her staff, to help you do everything you can to be successful in raising your funding. So they vet your whole, like, you need to have a lot of upfront pre-production work done. You need to have you know, your log line, you need to have a little bit of a trailer, you need to have like things that will be online that you can entice people to say, hey, this is what my film is all about. And and we really need you to be part of that journey with us. And so they vet everything. And they will not give you the green light to get your funding started unless they feel like you've got all your ducks in a row. And I worked on another short this past summer in August as a producer. And we had like two go rounds with Seed and Spark before they said, okay, you've got it all in the right spot. You've got all your information and now you're, you're good to go. And then we we were able to raise our funding that way. I can't say enough about it. (laughs) No, do they provide the funding or it's a funding platform that you go on? It's a funding platform. So basically you send your email, you, you send emails out to everybody that you think would be really excited about being on your film's journey. And then Seed and Spark has, you know, they'll highlight certain films that are up and coming to their membership. And so people that you don't even know could also be like, oh, I really love that script idea or that film idea. I'm going to donate, I don't know, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever, to have this film made. So it's a very collaborative, community-oriented platform. And what's next for your film? I know you're currently screening in the Los Angeles Women's International Film Festival. Where is the film going after that? Well, I just found out that we are going to be screening here locally in the Northern Virginia area, which I'm really excited about. We screened at Bentonville last August, which was really just a wonderful experience. That's a film festival that Gina Davis founded. I think we've got a couple more festivals to hear back from. And then after that, Jane and I are going to start working on another short film. And we plan to film that in August. Now, I was reading about your Meet the Author program, uh, the Distant Learning Program. And I wanted to hear a little bit more about that. It sounded really incredible. It is really incredible. So through my work at the school system, I'm not really a teacher per se. I actually years ago was hired as a producer director and we do a lot of educational programming. So we we provided a lot of programming to the local cable station here in Fairfax County, Virginia. But we had this distance learning program called Meet the Author. The way it's been set up is it's a 30-minute live format program and the author will come in talk about their books. Students can call in and ask them questions directly. Um, what I've done in the, in the last number of years is I will partner with a local school and I'll say, 
this author is coming. Would you like to be our partner? And then I will get some books for the students to, to read. The, the school will do like, um, sometimes the kids do a little project based on the book or the books that the author has. And so it's just a really cool way to get kids excited about literacy and just to really like, hey, someday you might be an author. And so kids, I mean, the kids get to ask all kinds of questions. It's just so special. I love, I love producing and directing that show. Thank you for your time today, Robin. And I'm wishing you the best of success with the rest of your short programs that you're working on. Thank you so much. Tell Me About Orange screens in the Los Angeles Women's International Film Festival Saturday, March 26th at 4 p.m. For a complete festival lineup, visit lawomensfest.com. Visionary Voices is produced by Diana Means with editing from Otaku Media. Visionary Voices is a production of Alliance of Women Filmmakers and made possible in part by a grant from the Department of Cultural Affairs. Our website, visionaryvoicespodcast.com. Visionary Voices.